This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Mm-hmm. I believe there was some subliminal approval there. Of uh, You sort of said at, as if you despise that handle. No, I was listening to uh, Charlotte Green, you know, the uh, the voice of radio. Do you know her? She's I do. How dare you? And she, she's like, uh, uh, most of the sort of Radio 4 women are down here somewhere when they oh, speak. Are they? But they do it because they're down working in the base section. <laughs> they do a more variation and some long... So I thought I'd try and learn from that. You know what changed my mind early on? On the uh, subject of Radio 4, shout out to the guy of about my age, mid-40s, uh, who I saw on a train yesterday listening to The Archers on the BBC Sounds app. How Lovely. do you know he was listening to that? I was sat behind him and I saw it, I oh. saw it on his phone. Because like, he is what my visibly. mother used to call a sticky bee, can't you, Al? No, it was right in front of me. I literally couldn't have not seen it. But, I mean, okay. on the app... Um, well, committed. When did that thing happen where people listen to music on public transport now without earphones? Oh, <laughs> don't when, get us started. When did that become a thing that was Horrible. all right? Yeah. Do you ever take them to task over at the youth? You know, if you're on a bus. No, I'm too, I'm I know too you're frightened like... that I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be uh, attacked, physically attacked. Yeah. Really? Alan? Yeah. yeah, I'm also too frightened <laughs> I'll be physically attacked. fair to say we live in uh, perpetual terror. Of um, urban violence. I do know somebody who threw somebody's phone out of a window in that circumstance, and I oh. have enough respect for that position. I'd, be, but I'd that, be too scared. In that way, I'd be frightened in another way, in that I'd be worried I wouldn't be able to get the window open. <laughs> That'd be an awkward <laughs> thing to be trying to get it through maybe a narrow gap that was already there. But surely, Al, you could uh, no. leave them looking like a jar of jam. No. Oh, with your moves? Not that kind of person. I wouldn't take you on. Uh, Good news and bad news. Which order? I might go... I'm going to go sad news. You never said there's any sad news. I'm changing bad. bad, Don't you even try it with me. I'm changing bad to sad. Okay. Mm -hmm. We've lost uh, Kagendra Tapamago, the world's shortest man. Oh. Oh. Kunamanatatha. Good news... (laughs) Uh, Frank, we've had some lovely comments about your show at the Garrick. Okay. Oh, it's interesting that these two have been uh, <laughs> Good joined, lumped together. They um, have. Yeah. They're the two things next to each other on the social media. This I, is life. Am I going to be the light in his darkness? Yes. Mm. Oh, well, um, um, yes, we pay our respects to we him. Pay he's, our been, respect. he's a friend of the show. He really was. Oh, yeah. um, yes, I've been at the Garrick all week and I'm there for another four. Four, you say? That's my life. <laughs> yeah, it's Do been lovely. Local gig. I'm coming with Al uh, and other members of the show next week. Can I ask, do you sell ice creams? You know what, I don't know. I don't go oh. into the front of house. <laughs> I've never seen anyone... Uh, but there is a free programme. There's free. not. Yeah. Free. Hey. Oh, lovely. Free wow. programme. Um, so, um, all written by me as well. Oh, I mean, excellent. come on. How was your opening? It's an week? essay, that's what it is. It's, a, it's like an 18th century pamphlet. 
Oh, yeah. How was your opening this week? How dare you? Do <laughs> <laughs> you think Julia and Clary will phone in there and say, I think you'll find that's my <laughs> pun? <laughs> uh, I hope he doesn't do that. Um, <laughs> Oh, it was all um, it was all very uh, nice. I got flowers from. Uh, oh, oh, did you feel like an ice skater? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the old lady gives them the flowers. Yeah, it was. Um, oh yeah, that. There's bit. always the old thinking, lady. I was thinking Mary Poppins. <laughs> old lady flowers. No, there's uh, the old lady at the end of the ice skating, and she ca- she gives them the flowers, doesn't she? Um, yeah, I forgot about that. Actually, yeah. I mm. went to the ballet once. Um, Right, palava. That is, <laughs> or was it a pavlova? <laughs> anyway, Delboy. Um, it was. Um, there was young girls sitting in the box next to the stage. They threw loads of, loads of uh, flowers on. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. It was too much in many ways. Um, if I sound a bit sluggish this morning, I'll explain why after this. So I um, I woke up at, um, well, this is where it gets complicated. I woke up in order, I'll be straight with you, to go to the toilet mm. in the night. <laughs> Sounds like 24 or, hours in police custody. Hey, yeah. No shame. No comment. No shame. No shame. Um, you know, I'd had a drink. Yeah. Okay, it was water. <laughs> and then, um, so I, what I always do, I don't know if you do this, but if, maybe you guys don't get up in the night at your age. But um, when I get, I always like tap the old iPhone, see what time I, I got up. So right. then, so I did that. Nothing. You keep a journal, don't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. That's the sort of thing I'd put in my journal. Is it? <laughs> so I tapped it again. <laughs> nothing. And it had utterly and completely died in the night. Oh, sorry. Are so we worried. still talking about the phone? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I just feel somewhat relieved. Yeah, but the, no, that died many. Anyway. So I'm then the in the fear position. on the young people's faces. That I know. Your phone has died. I think it was the ancient mariner who said, "Alone, alone, all alone, <laughs> alone on an open sea." <laughs> and Can I just say, I never thought the glittering eye sounded bad. Oh. I loved his glittering eye. Back well, over to you, Frank, in the yeah. studio. Um, well, so then I'm in a situation. Um, I, my family are not there, by the way. So I'm in. I'm in on my own. In and. I don't... That's my alarm, and I've got a radio show the next morning. So I thought... God, Zoom. There must be another alarm. So then I thought, there's that little plastic alarm clock I haven't used for years. And do you know when a battery gets that white stuff on it where it's been left? So that was like... As I opened it, it was like... Just like powder and dust. So then I'm thinking, well, how, how am I going to get up for the mm-hmm. radio show? Yeah. And I thought, I'll just have to stay up all night. Yeah. And then... <laughs> yeah, I, I thought. I, Can I tell you yeah, what I would have done? Come on, what would you ago. have done? I think I would have hired maybe um, some sort of um, worker to just spend the night with me. I'm not saying anything would have happened. Oh, that sounds... I how how would I have done that? I'd have gone out on the street. Fun. Like the old days and procured... Yeah, Someone I in think that, that, that would have been... Um, Perhaps an underground toilet in Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and said, excuse me. Uh, I just want to use you as my alarm clock. Yeah, yeah. will you get me up in the morning? Um, no. It, I mean, I was, I was stuck. 
So in the end, I remembered I've got an old sort of Wi-Fi thing. Not Wi-Fi, Hi-Fi. Oh, yeah. And and I had a, I thought, I wonder if it's got an alarm on it. So I went and had a look. Good show. And it had, but this was in a different room. With, and it's, you know, old, uh, those sort of equipment, they've got about 900 wires. Oh, yeah. So I, I had to carry the whole thing like I was carrying a basket of... And into the room, and then work out how to set the alarm. Yeah. And then I couldn't work out how to find a radio station. <laughs> so I, I woke up, I, I say I woke up, I basically stayed awake anyway, because I wasn't confident this would work. Yeah. But oh. anyway, it did, I was woken by... <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it was uh, someone percolating some coffee. Oh. Well, no, it wasn't. So it's been a terrible... Nice. Did the phone ever come back no, on at any phone. point? No, the phone. How did this happen? I watched the first episode of The Romans just before I went to On a phone? Yeah, I watched wow. it. I've got um, Britbox. I was watching The First Doctor. Okay. <laughs> um, and it was fine. Um, I think one of the young ones can sort this out. What do you morning. do, though? What do I do? I go to the Apple I'm sure they're all still with us. Look, no. <laughs> look at it. Yeah, have you tried to stop doing that? We'll leave it with the young ones to sort out. I'm well, sure they will. There might be a problem. They all look so scared by this story. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if got it's anxiety like, to them, this is like reading Kafka. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's as if I've been arrested in Eastern Europe to them. And look at their faces. No, no phone, you say? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry this has turned out to be a sort of a horror tale. I think they were more horrified by the sound of the the uh, hi-fi. Yeah, maybe. But oh, that I, how do I wake up? That is, that's a terrible... I've had that before, and I've, I've resorted to... I had a broken charger, and that's my blues song. Yeah. And I... Didn't sell Lancelot um, like that. <laughs> um, and I ended up resorting to using an alarm. Mm. It was sort of an alarm feature, I think it was called, on the computer. Alarm? Oh. A stern yeah. alarm? Like <laughs> the opening of Richard III. It was referred to as an alarm. And it didn't go off. And of course, oh dear. like your good self, I spent probably at least 128 minutes unable to sleep. Mm. Just for fear that the impending alarm wouldn't go off. I think, if you, if I remember rightly, our stern alarms have turned to merry meetings, that's why. <laughs> our dreadful marches to delightful measures. Anyway, let's not dwell on this. Um, this thanks, thanks. But um, what am I going to do? Oh, I have to say... Sorry, I'm still laughing. The idea of the radio posse respond clapping to the quote. <laughs> Shakespeare quote. Yeah, legend. I have a saying. I have a saying, which is, if, if things get bad for me, if any aspect, I always think, oh, well, at least I haven't lost my phone. That's like my, my thing. And I haven't lost it, but it is lost, <coughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's a coma. It's in a coma. You just well, need a reboot. I, if I play a bit of Cliff Richard, I read somewhere that is the music most played to people in comas. Oh, really? Is that so, right? Yeah, then they wake up absolutely outraged. Well, wired for sound. Very appropriate. Yeah. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. There's been drama in here during that song. Has there? Yeah, what, well, we're trying to plug your phone in and oh, get it going. I know. What can I just Sean in Thoroughcast, Frank, have you put it on charge? Well, it was then, on charge, that's the whole thing. Well, the thing is, it's been on charge by 
forgive me for this, by someone more senior, and then somebody young has plugged it in and it's now charging. That's, <laughs> I think that's what's happened. The phone knows. The phone yeah, knows. I shouldn't really have one of these phones, <laughs> should I? I think, they, I think that's probably the truth of it. Well, you've just produced the alarm clock, which you appear to be carrying around in your pocket. Well, I thought I'll get a battery for that because I don't think I'll ever trust my phone again now to wake me up. It's fair. The alarm clock is the sort of thing uh, Terry Scott from Terry and June would have used to wake him up in the morning. <laughs> it's steeply retro. I'd like to start a national tradition, which on midnight on um, the 31st of May, when it strikes for the 1st of June, the whole country goes, June! I'll make a note of that, please. That should be. Producer's writing that down. Yeah. I love that. I think that. They often write your good ideas down. Yeah. I have the idea about the first of June. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I got. got, When I said I got flowers in my, I got flowers from Amanda Holden, which was nice. Did you? Kind. Um, So uh, she said, um, "I've got." I'm, I'm in tonight and I'll be bringing my buzzer with me. I thought, well, really, that's your business. <laughs> um, but Did they yeah, come back, these, any of the celebrities? No, no, there was an after show, dear. Where oh, was, was there? Oh, who was at the in after the show? In the theatre. Any oh. nice celebs we can... Uh, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't that kind of a night. I don't think that any of... They all disappeared, Alpha. You must have had a Charles and a Badil. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Well, even Charles didn't go to the after show, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, if he's too busy... Not, not invited. <laughs> um, can I just say, we, Alan and I got into a lovely conversation in that break about yeah. uh, how I think we were talking about the phone and how I've got quite good at things like charging the phone or fixing IT problems. Yeah. And I've got very into the YouTube instructional videos. Oh, yeah. And I recently, for example... I learnt how to bleed radiators the oh, other day. I did it all myself, Frank. Very satisfying, isn't it? Are you a fan of doing that? I'll tell you what I like about it is when there's a certain... The air that's emitted by a radiator <laughs> smells like the sort of jobs I had when I first got expelled from school. Oh, right. I can smell <laughs> factories from the 1970s. <laughs> you know when people say that smells give you, like, a, yeah, memories? Yeah. It really... Takes yeah. me. I've shed a tear before bleeding the radiators. Can I my, just say I've never done it? Well, oh wow. never, I mean, if I've we'd never have had oh, a radiator, if, you'd have put if money, we'd have had a public vote on yeah. which one of us hadn't bled a radiator, yeah, I'm a I real mean, anomaly, or I'm very much misunderstood by no, the public. Anomaly, as anomaly. More no. mature than I am. I, look, I thought I'm going <laughs> to. done it. Very <laughs> I got I thought, lost in the wash, but I'm with you, Frank. I'm Thanks. going to try. I'm going to buy the key because at first I tried with any old sort of screwdriver pliers and then and then I thought no I want the proper oh, key the satisfaction of the key I want that key that the fits. initial resistance from the radiator and <laughs> then never wanted to bleed a radiator as much oh, as I have let's no. do one now in the building <laughs> <laughs> couldn't I'm, do any harm I'm going to go around doing them randomly oh, to people's homes good. The, the key costs 189 I've got oh don't, Frank, I might go home and do a couple more. I'm out, to be honest, now that it's 189 for can the I say, <laughs> Can I say I did find? Mine was more um, a, a dribble of water. Oh, you get that at the spurt. end. Oh, OK. Yeah. It was like the statue of the boy in... Is it Copenhagen or Amsterdam? Well, I, um, I think it's... Uh, Copenhagen is the mermaid, isn't it? Oh, is it? OK. Uh, yeah, we don't want... Uh, boy is I don't know where it even comes from in Belgium, a mermaid. <laughs> It just seeped through the scales. Frank Skinner.
Do you know what I love about the bleeding of the radiator? No. Is when <laughs> you see the gauge go down. So you're no longer under pressure. Oh. Pussy said to the owl. Pussy said to the owl. Doom. Pussy said to the owl. Pussy said to the owl. Under pressure. Did I miss the rehearsal this week? Well, um, no. I think you missed the show. I think Gareth was here for that show. That was when my my son was learning had to learn the owl and the pussy cat. And uh, when he, there's a line in the second verse, Pussy said to the owl, and he couldn't do it without going, Pussy said to the owl, Pussy <laughs> said to the owl. Um, I'm sure it wasn't intended that way. Well, how could it be? Uh, 677 has said it's gas, not air in older radiators. You can light it. That's Kev from Crew, and wow. yes, I'm gas registered, gas safe registered. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, once you know you start lighting radiators, the next thing you know, yeah, you know it's, it's a bunch a of lads slope. all gathered round. That's and also the boy, there. the boy statue that we discussed is in Brussels, just so that we don't get a hundred okay. emails well, telling it, us. That it's it's actually is a strange, enigmatic message. It's seven four zero, and it sounds a bit sort of Bond. It says the boy is in Brussels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope it's not one of those messages that wasn't meant for us. It's just a coincidence that we've received. The boy it. being the name of the assassin <laughs> yeah. in this case. You see, if the EU administration had more of a sense of humour, they could use the urinating boy in Brussels as a, as part of our farewell. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a good I'm sure there's a million pounds, apparently. The urinator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, as, like as that. a way of, let's say, sending us off, they could put up a big sign next to him. That would be a good currency, the urinator. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, some text the messages, <laughs> Some text messages that we get sort of answer their own question, um, mm. and it's as if they don't want any commentary from us. Uh, do you remember back in the day when people had proper phones, you could call BT and book an alarm call? Not a lot of use to you yeah. if you only have a dead mobile, but a nice thought. No, it is true that. It's and nice. I, I, I also thought, weirdly, that if I was in a hotel, I'd be all right now. I could just yeah. ask reception. Though I never... Mm. That same thing happened to me. I was in a hotel, they forgot to call well, me. Well, what I don't like mm. about the hotels is that often you speak to a human being who says, would you like an alarm call? No problem. <laughs> I can set that up for you, Emily. Is that all, Emily? Do you need any more help at all? No. OK, bye-bye. Bye. Bye, you too. Next morning, hello, this is your alarm call. Oh, What's yeah. happened? I, I wanted the personal the human, touch. You've automated it. And often they do forget, Frank, you're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It used to nag at me that when reception is... Like, let's say if you worked for, um, let's say, uh, tube products... So they'd say, hello to you, products. Yes. Yeah, for example. Or if you work for Johnson Stampings, <laughs> hello, Johnson Stampings. Yeah. And I wonder if someone had written that tune and got royalties for it. <laughs> someone said, that we need a tune for the receptionist. And some, what about da 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 da? And they said, oh, yeah, well, we'll take it. And then the, the B side was obviously, um, do you need any help at all? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I would buy that single. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Mm. By the way, I had a letter mm. from um, Adrian Price, who works at Sundries and Snacks. Mm. Uh, JTS Sundries and Snacks. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh... Oh, is that a kiosk? 
I love a kiosk. No, I think it's quite... But I'm, judging by what he sent me, it's quite a, a, a thriving uh, company in Somerset because he sent me, Call a, me a sort of a sack of scratchings, pork scratchings. Mm. But, I mean, there was individual bags, but, I mean, an enormous, an enormous... Um, there must be 50 bags of scratchings in there. Yeah. Mm. And as we've established on here, it is a, um, a superfood. Mm. Yeah. Oh, notice we didn't get any. Didn't share then. the wealth on that. No, no. well, I, I didn't think you. I, I don't know. Does it fit with your paleo? Oh yeah. Oh, does it? <laughs> well, you think paleo, to, did I, you think to yeah. ask me? Paleo-ish. I just didn't. I assumed you wouldn't want scratchings. Oh, contraire, my friend. Oh, okay. Well, I, I can bring. I can bring. I haven't, I haven't I've eaten never, them all. I've never bled a radiator, and Emily eats pork scratchings. <laughs> it's a discovery day. Here yeah, I don't, I don't like idea. the way this is going. I need, <laughs> you know, my phone died. I'm, I've got nothing to hold on to. I'm like um, the the man in the on the spacewalk. Yeah. Who's, oh uh, yeah. It's all gone topsy turvy. In gravity, you know, when you're just left floating, it's, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, some reviews in. We posted a photograph of your white 80s alarm Is it 80s? I don't, that alarm clock has been there for a while and I thought it was going to save me today and then it just had a powdery well, battery. Darcy says that looks old enough that the glow-in-the-dark hands might be radium. <laughs> <laughs> Good knowledge. Wow. <laughs> it was phased out in the 30s or something. <laughs> the Scott e- Edith Cavell alarm clock. <laughs> Scott Cooper, what a terrible piece of kit. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't like that. That's brutal. <laughs> I, was, I have to say, this was an account. Do you remember the time when you guys were talking about Breaking Bad and I said, did you see Merlin? And you all laughed and I couldn't work out why you were laughing. Yeah. When my alarm clock came out and everyone... Fo- I couldn't see what was comical about it. Even the 80s wouldn't want that back. I mean, the reviews are coming yeah. in. I'm not sure that. it was 80s. It might have been... Uh, it probably was 80s. Yeah, it was. Someone else... Well, do you want to... Let's end with a nice one. Yeah. Adorable. There you oh, go. There you go, see? Um, well, anyway, it, it's, uh, it's going to be back in action. So, um, I think that's good news for everyone <laughs> listening. Um... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a weird thing. And good luck with the radium. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Radium. That's what they call me. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Can I just say that I think it takes enormous self-control on my part every time we play U2 for when you say that was U2. I always want to say it wasn't us two, meaning no, me well, and Emily. I, I don't mind. I think it's all right, those repeat jokes. I think, especially as you're a father, I think you're oh, entitled man. to do that. told you before, there's a house we nearly bought and whenever we drive past it, I always say, well, we'd be home by now if we'd bought that house. Yeah, every it's, it's got single... And that's one of the ones the kids will say when they're 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing, when Kath, whenever Kath has a meal and I say, how's that? And she says, it's a bit oily. I always say, it's only quarter <laughs> to one. It's just, some, you know, I even <laughs> always say quarter to one, even regardless of the right. time. And when we drive past an abandoned building, we always say, look upon my works, you mighty in despair. Uh, Excellent. As uh, Ozymandias, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Frank, we've had a lot of missives in. 
relating to your... Sorry, I'll say it without laughing. I do apologise. Your alarm clock. Yeah, this is one of the surprise um, hits of the morning, is my it's alarm so clock. It's Yeah. And I think what's so charming is that you thought it was normal. No, I absolutely thought it was normal. <laughs> And now I don't think what's that wrong with it. What is wrong oh, with it? Ow. It's got that phosphorescent paint. You saw it raves in 1987. Oh, well, I um, didn't. Colette. 97, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I saw it in 93, to be fair, but you know what I mean. Mm. Um, nine, I believe the, the, it started that movement in 89, Oof. 88. Anyway, over to Colette. I knew Frank would have a sensible clock. Not as embarrassing, sorry, <laughs> as this 1974 alarm clock belonging to my husband. The alarm is so loud and scary, I wake up before it goes off. I'm, I will, I should describe it and say, I hate to say, it looks like sort of four models on from Frank's, and this was 1974. Right. Wow. Well, I had it, I had it, um... I had a goblin tease made for years. Oh, yes. Do you remember the goblin tease made? I, I bought do. my wife a tease made last year. This sounds like an English folk song. I, I bought my wife a tease made. I, um, what you can I tell you, Emily? It's been a good year. Funnily enough, I see that very much more as the blues song. Well, the, reason, this morning. the reason I got mine was that my mum, when she left... Um, Work when she was 65, she retired. My mom, mm. she was years ahead of her time, mm-hmm. and um, they gave her a, a goblin tease made. And when she brought it home, my dad said, We don't want that, that's for lazy people. <laughs> he, he can have it and <laughs> give it to yeah. you. <laughs> so he gave me her leaving uh, present. Why would he remove it? That's an interesting. That's very much with one hand to give us with the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I used it for years. In case you don't know what it is, kids. Yeah. It's uh, it's an alarm clock, but um, it wakes you up with a cup of tea. It makes mm. a cup of tea. Yes, I remember. I very much associate it with. It was a sort of entry level prize on sale of the century, dusty bin. Yeah, yeah would or give um, them away probably on three, two, one. On bullseye. Very Perhaps cool, one of the first examples of what I think they now call convergence technology, a thing that can do, like, you know... Oh, like the good example is a washer-dryer. Mm. Those uh, two pro- gadgets melded. What, what would have it? What was its rhyme have been on Bullseye if it had been a? You know <laughs> oh, do you one? mean the rhyme on three, two, one? No, on uh, oh, on bullseye. Uh, bullseye. He used to say things like, "Oh, did he?" If music be the food of love, talking to this radio <laughs> cassette player. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been a, there must have been one for a, a if anyone wants oh. to have a go we'd be very happy to hear it. Jim Bowen's imaginary. I int, mean, don't intro. attempt to construct a three, two, one clue oh, no, because I mean be. that would take days. Those riddle of the sphinxes. Those that was just a company uh, decision, I think, by <laughs> ITV to say let's have a program that purports to give big money prizes and then make them unwinnable. <laughs> Um, there must have been like the they must have put the odd relative of the exec producer on who won occasionally <laughs> just to keep it bubbling over. I mean, I'm I'm speculating. I have no evidence for that no. at no. all. Can we make that clear? Be a great court case <laughs> if I was taken by the former exec producer of um, Three Two One for suggesting it was crooked. Oh, the clothes <laughs> at that trial! Bring it. <laughs> I think I'd have to be woken up by that alarm clock that morning. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
The thing um, that I remember being quite annoying about the goblin teas made, and here's a mm. sentence for mm. radio in 2020, is that the, the, the boiling of the tea... Yeah. Preempted the alarm going off. Yes. So you were woke up like mm-hmm. seven or eight minutes before the alarm. Oh, ha- would you hear the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I did... I must have told you this. When I lived in a bed I seat... I thought I just uh, spent the night with Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> when I lived in a bed seat, I used to keep a, an acoustic guitar at the side of my bed. And when it went off... And I, honestly, this is true. And I, even though I was totally on my own... Every morning when it went off, I would reach for my guitar and play the opening chords to Hawkwind's Silver Machine because that had a sound effect that went... <laughs> so I'd... And I did that for probably two years. Good for you. Well, that's the least depressing thing I've ever heard. Oh, that's Turn good. it into a positive. Like, yeah, exactly. Frank, we've I had like some that. lovely suggestions for the uh, bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. You were talking... OK. You were talking earlier about... Have you guys got drinks and things? Yeah. yeah. Have you not? You no. said no. You said no. No, I said tea. Oh, oh okay. did you? Yes. F- OK. <laughs> Blimey. Oh, Do you know what's I've been... <laughs> Four, two, three. Uh, oh, go on. Oh, sorry, well, I was going to say you were no, talking... No, can I actually ask what happened? What happened? <laughs> well, Sarah left, and oh. I didn't want to leave you guys in here on your own. Oh, OK, oh. didn't want to leave us on our own, so yeah, I didn't get my tea. I mean, do you know I was nominated for an ARIA Radio Academy Award this week? And You'll now get... I'm treated well like done this. You'll well done on your that. tea. But we're talking about teas made. You know, I've been nominated for Best Speech Radio. Oh, person. I know. I was so mm. happy. And that's, I mean, again, I, I got a text from uh, Paul Sylvester, our Who's boss. Who's our boss, we should say. Saying mm. we need to talk about link length. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How did you feel about the nomination? Oh, I love it. I, was I love, I love a nom. Yeah. I mean, we should see it as a joint nomination. I'd be nothing without you guys, because... The three of us together are nom, you nom, nom. You are the wind <laughs> beneath my wings. Oh, I like that. I prefer yeah. I've got you two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I sing that for so many variants of my life. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, so, meanwhile, Al, over mm. in the Bullseye studio... Yeah. Oh, yes. Here are the... We've had some submitted some suggestions okay. for how Jim Bowen would have sold the Teas Made prize. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've got stay out of the black and keep in the red, and with this great prize, you can stay in your bed. Oh, good. I Nash- mean, they have confused two separate ex- um, components of balls. I know. Yeah. This but is Nash from Bedford. Al, Four, can you two, see him? three has suggested if morning's aren't your cup of tea, <laughs> this is right up your street. <laughs> Come if on. What? If mornings aren't your cup of tea, this is right oh, up your street. Come on. That is, that is. Yeah. That's exactly what you would have done. Really happy with that. I had a friend called uh, uh, Roger, and his favourite one was... Um, do you know what a tantalus is? I absolutely do. Yeah, it's mm. it's you have decanters of alcohol, and it's in like a stocks. You know the stocks <laughs> they used to put oh, yeah. um, evil doers in in, uh, yeah. in medieval villages? So you can't get, so people can't steal your drink because you keep it locked up. And it was... Um, be nice for you, Al. It yeah. was, uh, <laughs> lock up your waters, all your spirits in this oak tantalus. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I love the use of the word oak to, to, lift it, to lift its profile a little bit. 
391 has texted. Sorry, oh, Emily. Yeah. Uh, morning, all. I'm an American living in the UK, Did and well. I just caps just found out what a tease maid is. I'm astonished at the existence of this device. I would be terrified of scolding myself when hitting the alarm clock. Good point. Although, in fairness, we have alarm clocks that make bacon. Yes. What? You heard. Angela in Leon C has told us that Americans have alarm clocks that make bacon. Well, let me tell you something. What a word. I, I, I can take or leave bacon, generally speaking. But when I'm in America, I eat bacon galore because there is something about that thin, crispy bacon in America. Mm. And I have in, attempted to simulate that in the UK, and it must be there must be something in uh, right. in the air. Mm. But yeah. oh my, I went. I was in a hard rock cafe for breakfast last oh, did year. Did you have your alarm clock with you in, uh, <laughs> in NYC? <laughs> and the oh, that crispy bacon. <laughs> Man alive. Mm. So if if there's a machine that does that, I want it. Imagine okay. being woken up by the smell of bacon every morning. Imagine wanting that must have a bacon a alarm clock. <laughs> that must have happened to a lot of people in Soho in the 1960s. I, I, I like that. Lovely oh, artistic <laughs> reference. Google it. 995 yep. on the bullseye... Right. Is it a rhyming couplet, Frank? The you know about literature on that technical um, front. But anyway, it was it was the Ted Bowen sort Jim. of tantalizer. Oh, Jim I do apologise. I'm getting my Ted. game shows mixed up. You mean you went Ted Bovis? Uh, no, I went Ted Rogers. Uh, I think. Do you know Ted Rogers? <laughs> no, but thanks for the tip. No, and I don't want the tip. <laughs> um, anyway, it was the Jim Bowen tantalizer. Yeah. Let's call yes. it. Nine nine five suggests this. Who's going to be washing? Who's going to be drying? No one with this fabulous washer dryer. <laughs> Will from Sutton Coalfield. Is that an actual one or one that, that sounds like authentic? Uh, Will, would you care to let us know whether there's been yeah. some? I, lo- I love it. They were. I mean, you see, people. Um, there isn't enough poetry in, in generally in society, mm-hmm. and that that show had got quite a lot of poetry. The way game shows now never have. Mm. Can I um, draw your attention? Um, now, this I might need your help on this, guys, because mm. this is Happy I to think, help if we can. I think this is something that might have um, the seed for this might have been sown when I wasn't here because it doesn't ring a bell for me. Okay. But I, I've had a really good letter, a really um, funny, well-written letter from a guy called Guy Bartle, mm. and. Um, he said, I was listening to your Absolute Radio podcast a couple of months ago, and Emily read out something at the, and mentioned that the reader who sent it had used the phrase, as any fool know. Mm. Oh, yeah. With fool being F U L E and no being K N O. Yes. And then it says, great offence was taken. The, the team as a whole decided this was a condescending running gag from somewhere like the Spectator, mm-hmm. and the reader was put in his place. Do you remember this? Mm, I do, it rings, I do. It rings no bells with me. It and, was a... I, I think, how what happened mm-hmm. is that I missed the Spectator or reference, I believe... Oh, I thought it was like a Douglas Adams-y thing. Something like that, Something and I like didn't that. know it, and I was shamed well, for it. Well, it turns That's out right. that it is a series of books mm. um, 
the hero of which was um, Nigel Molesworth, oh, right. and which were um, uh, illustrated by Ronald Searle, who did all those Centrinians things. Oh, yes. And anyway, um, Guy Bartle mm. yeah. has, um, has, has sent me one of those books. Lovely. Uh, to read. But th- it's a really good letter, and he sells the book incredibly well. This bloke should be in publishing. Okay. I think. He also tells us there's a Deep Purple, Deep Purple are a band, kids. Uh-huh. Deep Purple track called Any Fool Know That, which would probably fit into one of the old folks' absolute decade station playlists. Okay. Oh, which is a nice way of summarising the, uh, <laughs> the station's output. Can I say that Absolute Radio have got more um, ARIA nominations, I think, than any other station? Huh? This uh, year, so uh, come of on, riches. Yeah, yeah, come on, Absolute Radio. They need a song. Always, oh, you know, there's the thing that Chinese people used to get in the office. They would sing the company song first thing in the morning. All oh, right, okay, yeah. let's oh. not sing it. Okay, well there isn't one yet. Okay, the absolute, <laughs> the absolute one. But I, I'm very happy to um, that we get together and write one. What do you rhyme with absolute? Well, there was a song by Green from Scritti Politti oh, called yeah. Absolute, I believe. Or the beginning oh, yeah. f- word was absolute. Absolute banger. Absolute. It wasn't absolute. It was, it was a lovely song. Absolute, absolute. Um, often serious, often cute. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm working. You're composing it. It's working. What else can I have? Shoot. Yeah, let's not just throw them out randomly in case it turns out to be rude. C-H-U-T-E, you meant. Yeah, OK. Rubbish shoot. Yeah, we could either either one of them. Mm-hmm. OK, put the thing on, she's getting angry. OK. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. 082 has texted, as the person who said any fuel no... I did explain that it was a Nigel Molesworth reference, but probably got lost in the traffic. Mm. Otherwise, it sounds rude. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I, 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 I haven't actually started the book, but it, it is, it's one of those deliberately misspelt things that yeah. suggests school child writing. Yeah. 451, Morning Gang, surely the most apt song title for your show would be Absolute Beginners. Uh, David Bowie. Yeah. Is that Just suggesting saying? that we it are sounds beginners. like we don't know what we're doing? Yeah, I think that'd be reasonable. No, well, so? it's the absolute reference. It Ten was an actual in. song with absolute <laughs> in it. Um, Newt. And we started, I think Absolute Beginners is relevant because we were here from the start uh, of Absolute. Well, I think, we were, I think we were a year year in when okay, we arrived. OK, don't split hairs, dear. OK. Yeah, I came in on a Bosman. Oh, did, oh, that's yeah. right, yeah, you did. Do you think they thought we'd, lo- we'd only last about six months? Oh, let's not dwell on okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> Although, there has been some um, show oh, business... dwelling on it. There has been some show business change of personnel in the news this week with um, Sandy yes. Toxvik announcing... Oh, I'm going to say a shock departure. I did not yeah. see that. I mean, a lot of people were shocked by Brexit and the election result, but this was a real news shocker, I felt. It was. Oh... Yeah, it's toxic. (laughs) 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 Written about, we discovered last week, allegedly. Oh, yes, who was toxic? Well, I'm not going to tell you. You two, I'd like to... Oh, maybe we should. I think it's on the Wikipedia page, yes, so it's fine. It's public knowledge that we can say it was allegedly written about. Oh, um, the... um, Oh, it's a, a... 
okay. vet, isn't it? Yes. Yes, that's right. Oh, we'll is it that a super vet? Yeah, that's yes. Ella. Yes. Oh, didn't you know him? I do know him. Is he, is he <laughs> No, it's, all, it's, it's public knowledge. I believe okay. he, might, he, he might even acknowledge it. Right. If okay. I brought out I a version of that called Toxvig, which was all about <laughs> Sandy Toxvig, Test of your tux, She is, I would say she's a um, national treasure. National treasure. Right? That could be... Uh, or maybe, she, you know, I'm happy to like, write it and then she can do it. Oh, well, she's it. one of those people that has, um, has been in the public eye for absolutely ages. Like, before... Before this, there was 15 to 1, there was the news quiz, there was all sorts of I stuff. used to rent an office from her in the uh, late 80s, early... Yeah, late 80s. Did you? Yeah. Lovely. She was on number 73 on Saturday mornings when yeah. I was at school. Was I, she... Uh, yeah, she used to write in an office with Mike McShane. The, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. oh and yes. I, and they weren't using it for a bit, so I, uh, I rented it. She's a very friendly landlady. She's, yeah. She loves a satin... Bomber jacket. Oh, I saw one that she was wearing. Oh, I miss those jackets. I would I absolutely know wear that. She so should work I. for NASA. That should be her next job. <laughs> Satin bomber jackets are duragur. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if she likes about 58 badges on them. <laughs> That's the plaza. The next plaza where she's off to, I bet. Oh, yeah. Frank Skinner. So, um, yes, we were talking about um, uh, uh, na, 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 Sandy uh, Toxvig. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was... So she's uh, off? She's off. And uh, to work, um, she says, on um, other projects. Yeah. Ah, uh, other projects. Those are the days. <laughs> I like that she she did reference the... Uh, the, the spending more time with the family. She trope, did. Which I like. She said, I'm leaving yeah. to spend more time with my career yeah um well, so, someone um said i think someone on twitter said that um harry and megan were one of the few people to say they were leaving to spend less time with their family <laughs> that's a very fine joke you know I've, I've often said this but uh we were talking off air about the game i've never recently and uh i've never watched bake off oh it's 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 enjoyable viewing i think and i'm not even that into cake it's no. not it's not a sort of um i'm not a gin it i've no. just sometimes i think it's important to <clears throat> not join in i know you feel the same about pretty much everything else yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm For, not a natural joiner in a frank you have american box sets and i don't have american box sets Oh, yeah, you did have as you're do. not joining in oh well, yeah oh, as my right. not joining in thing yes. yeah yeah but i watched the mask singer Mm-hmm. So oh, did you like that? I can I can join in if you know if it comes if yes. it comes to it. It's um, what I um, take it off. But take I've seen, it off. Stop that, Sarah. <laughs> I've seen this. I've seen I think three episodes of Bake Off. I love off, it. And that's um, they've Singing all been off. because um, I was doing Bake Off extra slice for two of them. So I, you watch it in the studio before you go in to make sure that you know oh, what you're yeah. talking about. Mm. And I interviewed. Um, I think it was um, Anton de Beck, and oh, yeah. he'd chosen it as one of his uh, five shows. 
Lovely. But it is, I think, I can imagine really getting into it. It, it has yeah. drama, it has human drama. Mm, OK. Um, for replacing Sandy, because she did say something about her expanding waistline, which I thought was unfair on herself, because I don't think anybody um, thinks that they can see the difference in her. I think she just, she's nice. I think she's she's loved, as you say. She's well, Sue Perkins to... told me, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn, that during the recording of a series that she would put on between a stone and a stone and a half. Really? Wow. Because the cake is just, you know, it's, it's a world of cake. cake. Yeah. It's like when my mum worked at Scribbins's. Yes. She used, very to, bring similar. Similar. She used <laughs> to bring cake back. No, but she did. She brought cake back every night. So I've had a thought. Well, what they need is yeah. somebody who has a sort of a warmth and a relatableness like Sandy Thoxvick yeah. and who's funny. Can I say, if you're talking but, yourself into a job here... No, no, not me. They need someone with a really furnace of a metabolism. Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch is to be the next Bake Off presenter. That would be good. And he could slice them with his forearm. And also, I think oh. he could put he could put on a stone and a half and still be described as tall and thin. It wouldn't change his no, description I think at you're all. Probably right. Um, I've got a suggestion. Britain's fattest man. <laughs> I yeah. think that would be good. If the cat fits. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it would be good that the show came with a warning of some kind. <laughs> I think it should show some cause and effect. No, I think that... <laughs> I think he, can't that be like, he can't fit in the kitchen. He'd have to be in that marquee outside. I and think we are, that is... Well, no, uh, we'd have to Skype from his bedroom. <laughs> can't actually go in the studio. He's on the Skype. That would be... A, 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 a morally, I think that would be. Because, you know, cake, all very well, but it's, it is a, a, it's a, a It's just a, an aid de memoir, mm. and he... We are talking about Paul Mason. I'm talking about the world's fattest man. Okay. Not the previous Britain's fattest man. Okay. The... Oh, look, I'm not I'm not picking you up on you. I mean, no. I, okay. I thought we were taking it as a generic role. We don't no, have to name names. No, I'm very specific with oh, the individuals yeah. concerned. Okay. She really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I, don't, I haven't seen him in any of the betting, but um, I suppose it's the last thing you want. But I think it would be, you know, I think that would, you know, just remember, <laughs> have a little... Bit of cake. Well, you know what it is, Frank. In the Renaissance painting, they often had the uh, what is it called? You all know this memento mori. Yes. Oh yeah, like so the skull. Yeah, you know, that's the, the warning. Et in Arcadia ego. Yeah, yes. um, a lot of um, wise um, old religious men would have a skull on their desk to remind this them. This time, Victoria. Yeah. yeah, this is the pardon. <laughs> this time you have a Victoria sponge. Yeah, exactly. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, rhymes with Dean. Mm-hmm. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, rhymes with radio. Or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Mm. We've had some further comments in on your alarm clock. Oh, yeah. This Indigo sketch unit says this clock is set at five to two. One can only assume Frank worked backwards through the time zones so it <laughs> went off at the correct time. Incidentally, they set all clocks at, is this a big mo? At ten to two in shops and ads to make it look like a smiling face thus encouraging you to buy one. Well, I think it's supposed to look like no, two no, raised no, arms, isn't it? Isn't mm, it? Mm. Raised arms in celebration. Dave Gorman used to do a whole yeah. section about this. In yes, his act. I believe so. Anyway, the point is, this clock is set to five to two, it says. 
Ah. Okay. Is he? Have you yeah. set the alarm to go off mm. on your clock now that you've got a battery replaced? Well, I want to see if it works because well, he I needs don't want to, to be know. left down again. He doesn't trust I'm his phone anymore. I'm putting moisturiser onto my nostrils because I've had a cold and I've got dry skin there. Sorry. Oh. I just realised I'm doing it on the radio. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we'll be right in a minute. Just li- sorry. I can't bear things like this. <laughs> anyway, um, I feel like I'm in your travel lodge bathroom with you. <laughs> oh, steady on. Do you think? Um, <laughs> do you think that um, Sandy Toxvig um, took cake in on the last day? Oh work? yeah. Oh, yeah. Dame, what do you do? Because it's like a bit of a busman's holiday. What do you do when somebody leaves a cake show? Meat yeah. platter. It, but it's exactly that's what you need. Maybe she took in some um, pickled fish. Oh, she's um, yeah. of oh, she, uh, Norwegian stock. Yeah, she's Scandinavian, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Mm. That would be nice if she turned up with some herring for everyone. Oh, Richard. <laughs> uh, so I... who's it going to be? Well, if I was, you know, I think um, the company that make it, obviously, it's about, you know, publicity is important in that line of work. Mm. What I would do is throw a lot of money at either Mel or Sue. So you could have a sort of a Millibands, um, you know, rift People love division, don't they? People would love love that. They'd have, you know, say if they gave it to to Mel, you'd have a picture of Sue that they managed to find with her looking just slightly miserable, leaving the gym or something. Mm. And then they'd say, you know, Sue Perkins furious at betrayal or something like that. What about you and David? Who is that Welsh guy? <laughs> you and David no, Baddiel. We, we couldn't. We couldn't. <clears throat> Why? I couldn't let him that close to the cake. You Why? know, David Baddiel has always said at the end of a meal that if he doesn't have a dessert, <laughs> he gets terrible pains in his jaw. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. I mean, imagine if we got him on the cake show. <laughs> I had to take him home and some sort of pantechnican. I, I saw his show, by the way, this week, Frank. Oh, I'm yes. seeing yours next week. It's all right. I'm yeah. happy for you too. I'd I like to tr- go and see your show. It's, but a- it's fabulous. Trolls, not the dolls. Thank you very much. I sat in the lighting box. Did oh. you? I was happy with that. So that's good because you praised it, but you also subtly <laughs> showed that it was sold out. Oh, mm-hmm. did I? Yeah, otherwise they'd have given yeah. you a seat, oh, but you had to be fabulous. in the lighting box. I had to be oh, in the lighting box, but I liked it. I could char- plug my phone in. And I felt a bit special. It feels a bit real, doesn't it? It feels yeah. a bit blue-collar watching it from up there for you, I should think. <laughs> I just Says think the guy about... who's never bled a radiator. I think <laughs> about when we went to see Ed Sheeran and the sound went. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the guy was unapologetic in the sound box. Yeah, so weird. Never, never forgotten that. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You uh, mentioned the possibility of uh, Mel or Sue... Hmm. in Bake Off. There has hmm. been some speculation that they'll convince Mel and Sue to return. But that's a lot of people then. It'd be like the TARDIS, a bit overcrowded. I think they should go back to a double act pairing, but I think... Um, but Noel Fielding is staying. You can't just... Oh, is he? Yeah. All right. And you can't... My I suggestion mean, was going to be Harry and Meghan. <laughs> Because they're going to move into show business well, now. I, I, I don't I think they've it's... got a gap in their schedule. And crucially, it'll yeah. make a lot of uh, last week's they want to have their cake and eat it oh, comment. Yeah, Which we... That would be perfect. Yeah. 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 The sort if of put only, themselves in the fridge. If only that, them, yeah, if them presenting um, Bake Off 
was a prize on Bullseye. That would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> that would have worked absolutely. Well, of course, there's been sort of all this stuff that um, it said, oh, well, you know, we knew this was coming. There's all this, an insider has said. Really? Saying that uh, Sandy, so, so he said when she isn't filming, she hides in her dressing room. Right. What do people think dressing room? I don't know the word know. hide. Yeah, yeah. When you're not filming, you go in your dressing room, what else are you going to do? What did they well, expect her hiding, to do in actually. between sort of setups? I always used to say, what is the first rule of television? Don't stand up when you can sit down. So, you know, people. First rule of life, darling, for yeah. me. Uh-huh. I mean, I won't ever stand. People know that. Mm. Which is why even Dee Badil said in his text, there will be seats. It was like there will what, be in blood. in the sound box? Yeah, because yeah. He, knew, he knows me well enough. When I yeah. went to the Chemical Brothers, remember, I rung up and said I wanted seats. <laughs> and they had to have two stools. Oh, well, that's... But everyone else was dancing around and I had a stool in the centre with my friend. <laughs> Thank um, you. When I worked, um, when I did Travel Man with Richard Iowardi in between tags, he'd just take a slim paperback book out of his pocket and... and stand in the street and read that as all went on around him excellent i think you know you, you need to get you need to get out a bit you can't just stay in it for the whole thing do you think frank they maybe need i mean they've got noel already in the organization what about a fellow goth just to make the whole thing give it a bit of a camden vibe a robert smith Susie sue type yeah i've got Tricky an idea that both of those would turn summer. it down film it in the summer and yeah, they have that outdoor <laughs> bit they can't have a go that is difficult i mean yeah. the long the full length black want, leather also yeah. they don't the want matrix. to miss they don't want to miss whitby <laughs> <laughs> also think? frank we don't want them with goth energy drinks you know the golf yeah. one energy drinks. No, yeah. we don't okay. want them. Like you know monster. those they're those big energy drinks, and yeah. they have the font is in this gothic font. Oh, okay. <laughs> we don't want those no. clogging up the uh, the set. Do you think the Great British Salad would have been a hit program? Oh, yeah. No. No. What does I'd that tell you? It, it tells me that there's not as much versatility in making salad. It's not as televised. No, exactly. Well, people haven't put as much effort into it. Yeah. Mm. I always used to think, that, I don't know if you remember, that Paul, uh, Paul Mccartney, when he was a young man, dated Jane Asher, yeah. who was oh, an actress, yes. but who became famous for making cakes. Mm. But he, he I, th- I think they might have even been engaged, but in the end he married um, Linda Eastman, who was mm-hmm. a, a very high-profile um, vegetarian. Yeah. And if he'd gone with Jane Asher, Paul McCartney now would be, um, I would say, over 30 stars. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he got the vegetarian. He stayed, yes. uh, he stayed yeah. slim. So it's, it's little decisions like that. Well, it's the old butterfly which effect. brings us back to Gerald Scarf, who I believe Jane Asher was married to. Was she I really? I may have got that hopelessly wrong. Well, we can Boffins, get on out. it. 8.12.15. Asher alert. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'd, uh, I'd like to visit email corner, jingle or not. I don't mind. Well, I, might have a, I might have the jingle. Give me a moment. They might not be turned up, of course. That's I don't want to catch you on the hop with them. Um... Oh, I never said email. Oh, OK. Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> Um, hi, Frank. This is uh, from a, a, a week or so ago. Uh, it's been in the corner. Uh, hi, Frank, Emily and Alan, long-time listener, first-time caller. 
<clears throat> excuse me, having been gripped by the recent general election-like coverage <laughs> over the Christmas break, I decided to watch the 1997 election-like coverage on YouTube. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of that. Yeah. To see yeah. what a Labour fact, victory looked like. I might they watch say. some of the old uh, National Lottery uh, <laughs> shows. <laughs> see, see how they uh, stand up. <clears throat> Uh, they say that they um, wanted to see what a Labour victory looked like, having not been old enough or laterally cared, in, laterally cared enough as a child to remember one. What seemed like a pretty dreary mistake became an utter delight as none other than Frank Skinner <laughs> suddenly emerges live on TV from a helicopter, a little while later appearing from a pub in Harrogate, <laughs> getting lookalikes of John Major and Tony Blair to dance with each other. <laughs> And for a start, oh, I feel like this chap fell asleep in front of YouTube <laughs> and dreamt this. It got me thinking, has Frank met, ever ever met a lookalike of himself? And if so, did he dance with him? Praise <laughs> withhelding, withheld pending further listening. I can't read that very well, but you get the gist. Yeah. Most of the words are in roughly the right order. Yes, I remember. In fact, I wore a, a, a satin bomber jacket on that... Um, Did you read really? That's from Greg, by the way, in with, uh, with, like, BBC election special on the back. <laughs> Still got it? No, you know what? I put it on for a charity oh, auction. I wish now I'd kept it. Did you? So whoever bought it has probably just chucked it in the back of a drawer. Yeah. But, yeah, we went all over uh, the country in this uh, helicopter. Oh. Into, we went to maternity hospitals and tea dances and stuff, talking about wow. the election. And they said to me, we, uh, we were flying back, I think, from Scotland to, to the BBC in London. Mm. This was when the BBC used to be in London. Oh, yeah. And uh, they said, if we can get you there in time, we'd like you. Um, John Snow, he's do he used to have this thing where he used to have like a big... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, the swingometer. Yeah. Yeah. We said, we'd like you to go on and just wreck the whole set, tear it all down. And <laughs> what, just wreck the mic? And I remember thinking, this is such a bad idea. <laughs> and when they said, oh, hold on, it, Oh, 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 my alarm. That's my alarm clock. It still works. Most depressing thing I've ever heard. I think uh, that's a good alarm clock. This, it's not. Yeah. It's not. I think we shouldn't have judged it by appearances. That is a good alarm that's clock. That is yeah. Frank's 1987 alarm clock. I don't know. When still, did you buy that? Something still of an ugly works. duckling, I think. I think you got it free when you took out life insurance 30 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Or when I bought <laughs> over eight gallons of petrol at the garage. Oh, I miss the uh, the glasses. Do you remember Tumble those? Tumblers. Was it S? It was one of the companies. You got the, uh, they were champagne flutes. They were the most. No, I remember tumblers, like ch quite chunky square. The tumblers were also champagne flutes. Oh, were they? Yeah. It's interesting to, thing to give away to drivers. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, it was it was it was brilliant that uh, as I, as have I ever met it? I've many many times have people come up to me and say. They say, people say, I really look like you. Oh, yeah. Mm. And uh, can we have a photo together? And I always think, really? I can see a bit, a right. bit of it. They usually people with, like, big, bulbous foreheads. <laughs> um, if, I, if I have to pick a gen... I think the Mekon from uh, The Eagle once <laughs> approached me and said, uh, people say... I look like you. <laughs> I don't know his voice because he was in a comic. 
Doctor, people say I look like you. So you're Jamaican? Never mind. I'm not. It's not about me. But I'll call myself And um, we did. He was on that little hover uh, hover platform that he used to uh, sit on. Oh, you'd be all right on Bake Off. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Do you ever have those moments, Al, where you think, if I didn't know Frank Skinner, I definitely would never be Googling this? Oh, yeah. And one example of this was me just putting in X20 Titan. X20. X20, yeah. Oh, God, you got X20, so yeah. I d- um, X20. Oh, yeah. Is this for a, a Stingray character? Yeah. That's, he, was, he was the sort of uh, <laughs> inside... He was Titan's inside man in the, uh, in the above, uh, above sea level world. I'm out. And to get out of trouble, <laughs> so, you'd yes. always say, Frank? So, yes, because he used to have, like, this high-tech laboratory where he did his bad stuff from, but if the Stingray people turned up, it would he'd press a button and it would turn into, like, a, a little parlour with a grand piano and all that. And uh, mm. they'd say, we've been getting signals from... And he'd say, I'm just an old man, Commander. <laughs> he was, uh, oh, he was uh, very uh, convincing... Uh, Double agent. 174 mm. is helping you out here, Frank. Yeah. Uh, Frank, American sweet cured bacon is what you need to buy. Hard to find over here, but this is the stuff. Stew Inverness. Oh, okay. Um, well, he's called Stew, so I'm going to take it. He knows his stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, 454, I used to row in Cambridge with a guy nicknamed the Meekin. And oh, did he have a big head? I can see uh, his uncanny likeness to Frank, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid that no. didn't end well, Frank. I do apologise. <laughs> yes. You do have a, a living Luco like called the Mekon. Mm. Yes. Well, apart from the actual Mekon, who was green. Yes. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I know. In, um, I mean, it obviously, no, that doesn't matter nowadays. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at food, Emily's friend, uh, Heston Blumenthal, oh, has yeah. been in the uh, papers this week on, on the subject day out of food with him. photos. Yeah, he's been a monkey on my back for years. Oh, yeah. We still... should explain <laughs> what happened. For those unfamiliar with the incident, do you want to explain how the Blumenthal back, this phrase was? Well, yes, I was, I was demonstrating a thing called the daddle on... Um, on uh, a television show, and it's it's a saddle that dads wear on their back so children can um, ride on Allegedly. them around the room. Mm-hmm. And um, Heston Blumenthal suddenly leapt on my back, and he is, um, as they would say on the cricket commentary, a big unit. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I hurt, not only did I hurt my back, but I had to have physiotherapy over a period of six weeks, mm. which were paid for by was paid for by the production company, mm. yeah, not by HB. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure you've eaten a few meals at his expense. Well, I tell you what, I've always found him to be a nice chap. It's I a think I chap. think I don't think he had any. Look, he had one day in London, no and malice. he chose to give it to me. Thank you oh, to do my nice. podcast. And I can't also, complain. I um I Love had um I had that starter menu thing at the Fat Dock in Bray, which is his oh. restaurant, yeah. and it was pretty. It was like going to the theatre. It's remarkable. It really is, dear. Well, it's interesting you say that because he has said that he worries about people taking photographs of their food because it sort of separates them from the moment, he said. Yes. And I think, well, you've made your food theatrical and photogenic. Mm. We're part of Mm -hmm. the problem here. 
Yeah, it's what like is the moment exactly? Sometimes hey, comedians hey, make hey, fun of people hey, that have got hey, a loud hey. laugh, and you think, well, you started it. <laughs> yeah, well, that is true. Going about being funny. Yeah, I am. Um, but is there a moment that you can break? Good point. There is, because it's about the idea that you're disconnecting from the people you're with and you're prioritising the strangers and your own uh, ego, essentially. Thank right. you. Um, well, my, you say the people you're with. Michael McIntyre, I remember, gave me tremendous stick when mm. I told him that as an end of tour gift, I had bought my uh, tour manager mm. um, a... Um, a meal at the uh, the fat the fat dock. I bought that starter menu and got him a room at the hotel across the road. That's a great gift. Uh, yeah. And why did that uh, get lovely? Stick? Because it was it, what, there was no plus one. Oh. oh. And Michael McIntyre thought making this bloke sit and eat on his own <laughs> in a oh. restaurant where he probably couldn't afford to take anyone else was oh, some yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say, Twisted I would actively gift. love that experience yeah, yeah. on my own. But some so people would I hate it. I am behind your gift, mm. because I'm happy with eating on my own. It's taken me a long time, though. Was Frank's gift good or bad? 8, 12, 15. <laughs> I, I like your gift, I like and I think it. it will encourage that man to... What I'm worried about, more than anything <clears throat> having said it, is mm. that my current tour manager listens <laughs> to the show. The oh, bar's right. high. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they call it, I believe, camera eats first, just so you know. <coughs> oh, do they? The practice they? of really? the food gram, hashtag food gram. If you look at hashtag food gram, there's over 13 million posts, I think, with that. Oh. But it's called camera eats first. Camera eats first, gram. I think, does not apply to the campaign for real ale. <laughs> where they probably don't eat until they stop at the chip shop on the way back. Eating's Ab- cheating. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. I used to, there used to be a bloke in the pub I went to in, um, in Langley Green back in the West Midlands that uh, used to say, Sonny gluttons what eat and drink. <laughs> Wise words. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. I'm just going to write down hashtag foodgram that Emily said because that's one that I don't use. Oh, foodgram, camera eat first, yeah. I occasionally um, put up photographs of food on on the uh, Instagram. Quite often uh, reduced food that I've bought with yellow stickers on it that I'm eating in a travel lodge on a Friday evening before... Doing this show on the Saturday morning. I might photograph say I, I went to a, a, a cricket-themed kids' party at Lords recently, mm-hmm. and that they had cupcakes with like all their names on and That's their nice. little cricket bat. I took a photo of that, but I think the cupcakes are to be photographed rather than eaten. Right. I mean, nobody so wants they go to go stale in about three and a half not minutes. Just that, but you don't want a centimetre of icing. <laughs> do you? I do. Do Don't you? mind it. Mm. I think they're a design error. I love them. Each to their own, as Judy, I, uh, as Judy Murray said to me. I I quite often make food at lunchtime that my wife then insists on photographing to mock to her friend and latterly on the internet. She uh, she she makes fun of it on the Instagram. 
<laughs> well, she's got a whole account to make I fun of my food. Photographing food for derisory reasons, I can I can absolutely see that. Do you remember mm. that we photographed? I think we had a fancy starter or something, which I <laughs> identified as looking like a Star Wars village. You did, <laughs> and we did a we did a photo. I of might that. dig that out and uh, regram. Should we do that one for the regram girls? Yeah, but um, I, hashtag foodgram. But mm. I, I the idea food of taking a photo of, of something that looks good on a plate, I don't. I don't really... Oh, she doesn't do well, that. I'll quite often say, I suppose you want a photo of my lunch, and she'll go, oh, no, it looks too normal. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, I'm very familiar with your uh, Insta-food-gram moments. My own? Yeah. yeah. I noticed only last night, Frank. Oh, yeah. Alan photographed... Have you done a Friday night trawl of Alan Cochran? <laughs> <laughs> I might have. Uh, some, I'll tell you what was in this photo. It was a flat lay... As yeah. I believe they're called. I don't know what that is. It's like a don't photo ask. from above the thing. Oh, okay. It was yeah. a flat lay. Okay. He Top had shot. They in, call it. Yeah. In your magazines, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> in the uh, in the flat lay, he had one packet of four cheese baps, non-branded. Oh yeah. yeah. They're in the cellophane though. Take them out the cellophane. Cheese baps meaning that they had cheese on them. Yeah, on the top. Yeah. Okay. He also had an Italian meat. Sort of saucy saw selection. Some farmer mm. ham, that sort of thing, yeah. Mm. And finally... Um, my iPad with question time on it. And a picture player. of Lawrence Fox. And a, okay. and a little tub of baba ganoush. Mm. Well, that sounds... Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And it was on the bed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, put it on the table, mate. It was on sheets. Living on my best downs. life. I like it. It's like a scene in like an American motel room. Or something. Yeah, I'm living what, life like an Edward Hopper drama. painting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then I'm, I decided to go for a trawl through his history. Yeah, and Cheeky. I noticed, oh, on the food front, he's right. There was a trifle, strawberry trifle, reduced from three pounds to two pound fourteen. I ate all of that. That was for four people. A sorrel <laughs> loaf, which had on it, try oh. me for 50p. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, was, that was cheap as well. <laughs> Most depressing thing I've ever seen. And, of course, the infamous Lint chocolate reduced from £3.25 to 20p. What a reduction. Um, Are you seeing you a theme here, Frank? I'm going to be walking uh, about a foot taller when I leave <laughs> now that you've done that recap. I feel really good about myself now. <laughs> what I like about it... Can if, we get if... that last bit clipped? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Like a self-help tip. I take photos of the dressing rooms. I mean, oh, on tour, they're always bleak. <laughs> Even the one I'm in now, which is not a bad dressing room, but I got cards for my opening night, and all the cards were like brown or grey. They're like the drabbiest. It, it's it, it's got like it's got a sort of opening night in the Soviet Union <laughs> feel to it. Anyway, look, that is all from us. Thank you so much for listening. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.